0: As we take some time in God's Word, and I want to thank you for joining us for this Friday edition of our podcast as we finish off the week together. And whether you're joining us live or watching us or listening to this archive later, thank you for joining us. A couple quick things. We'll be in Psalm chapter 89 in here in just a moment, but I hope you continue to pray for just the areas, but also our friends and Christians and other churches struggling in just the aftermath of this hurricane that came through, obviously by the time it hit us in the North. it was no longer a hurricane but boy it did seem to do it was extreme and a lot of damage I understand least in our area the Delaware Valley uh, was six tornadoes that touched down not to mention this a few weeks ago the one that hit our right close to our church but In our local area uh, several more we've had several tornadoes in a part of the world that frankly um, has really never seen i've been here 15 years we've had a couple watches but never seen a tornado but i think a lot of them in new york city uh, our friends up there and the amount of amount of flooding is excessive even just pictures of of philadelphia anything close to the rivers it's amazing what's happened and so hope you're praying for our friends when we pray for each other um, and uh, it's just been it's an amazing time you know as the weather is unique and extreme no doubt pray for those in new orleans who uh, without a doubt some of those places are, are really been devastated and so it's a time to come together it's easy to be divided by so much in our country and i and this is a great time to be divided a great time to minister so let's uh, wait and see what god offers if you have a chance if god has a chance opens the door for you I encourage you to try and be a blessing to someone if you can and uh, i know you'll strive to do that this morning psalm chapter 89 as we have a great opportunity to take just a few minutes and look at one of the great attributes of God and what it means for us when we look at the attributes. Now, attributes of God, we use that term, but attributes are different truths or, um, well, truths about God, descriptions of God and who he is. And so we know He's God, but, and so today we'll talk about his faithfulness, but then, you know, there's his power, there's his grace, his love, and there's just different things that we hold on to that are what drive us, that will give us comfort, are the things that, of which guide us. And we know more about God. We know God is long-suffering that helps us. We know God is gracious and loving and merciful, forgiving. And these are many of his attributes. He's powerful, he's holy. Uh, so there's a lot of these different attributes we look at, and, and they're seen in some of his different descriptions of his name. And we look at this, and these are the things that we say, this is who God is. You know, When you find out somebody, you say, how do you know this person? What do you know about this person? You begin to talk about their history, their test, testimony. You get to talk about the work, whatever, depending on what the reference is for. And when you look at that, you're asking about them. You're asking, you know, you get to know who the person is based upon their actions, based upon uh, who they are, what they've done. That's kind of the idea of an attribute, is something that God has done throughout time. We'll actually look a little bit at that in just a moment here. So we have a, another psalm where they're coming back to God, and these first four verses we'll look at today, they're talking about, uh, really, the mercy, but predominantly the faithfulness of God. So let's go ahead and read these verses, and then we'll uh, jump into it. Psalm 89, verse 1. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Thy faithfulness shall thou establish in the very heavens. I have made a covenant with my, my chosen. I have sworn unto David my servant, thy seed will I establish forever and build up thy throne to all generations. So he starts talking about the mercies of the in that one first verse. If you grew up in church at all, you might have, you know, sang that song, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. Then it goes into a round. But there's some great truths. Sometimes when you, you hear something that's a song, you kind of walk away instead of taking time to think about the great deep truths of it. And when I was saying, this is worship, this is encouragement, because what we can see in the mercies and faithfulness of God. Now, as we jump in here in just a second, it's easy for us in our day and age to look at the term faithfulness. And be honest, many in our culture, in, in the 21st century culture, we really struggle with the term. Faithfulness is something we say we can trust them, they're going to be here no matter what. Loyalty is a great word. It's, it's not a great synonym for it today, but it's the same general idea of the great loyalty that God, you know, that we can have, that we know God's gonna be there. He said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee, that he makes a promise, he's gonna fulfill it. And I dare say that in our day and age, when someone makes a promise, generally, we don't anticipate them fulfilling. As a matter of fact, if someone says, I promise to do something, when they use that term or that phrase, I promise, we immediately doubt it. Why do you have to promise? And we immediately become nervous. I don't know if I trust this person. Uh, we've been hurt. We've seen people walk away and not fulfill their vow or not fulfill their word. Uh, we live in a day where commitment to what we've promised just. It's just not acceptable. Marriage is an example of it. There are some legitimate battles in marriage, but what I what bothers me is when I watch people and the reason they walk away from marriage is I don't know if I just want to do this anymore. I mean, really light things. I, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm, I'm not in love with that person anymore. I don't know. I, I, we just step out. or I didn't sign up for this. This is too hard for me. And, you know, with all we vowed, you know, for better, for worse. Um, I, I think those little things, and again, small things. We walk out of church because we don't like this or we don't like that. and And that is kind of much of what we look at, but, we, but sometimes we do that because there's been a preacher that we've learned under, grown under, who has walked out walked or failed. And because of that, we say, can, can, can we trust anybody else? Some have come out of different churches, and they've seen horrible things happen or horrible things covered, and they look back and just struggle with it understandably. And so to, to have a trust in things and people, and, and frankly, I hate to say this, but in our culture today, a trust in church and religious institutions is a battle, without a doubt a battle. And yet, and yet we go to Scripture, and what we're encouraged to do is to look at the faithfulness of God, the, the God whom we can trust. And so let's, let's evaluate what he's saying here, and there's three thoughts that we can look at. And we start with basically his proclamation, what he stated, the statement that he can be trusted. The psalmist said, I will sing of your mercies forever." I will always brag on the fact that no matter who, who we are, what we've done, you are always merciful. He said, my mouth I will make known thy faithfulness, because to all generations. So there is this promise or this st- statement of fact that he has been and will be faithful to all generations. Now that faithfulness does not always mean that every generation is going to have it easy. Uh, it does not, excuse me, it does not mean that every generation... Well, 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 the problems will never exist, there'll be no issues, because when you look at that, uh, the Israel alone went into captivity several times, and you can see from Israel to today, uh, and, and as you look really just back in church history, you can see so many times where the church missionaries, people like that, have been allowed to go through battles. And you say, "Is God being faithful?" Yes, because He's, he's not promised that we would go through battles. As a matter of fact, Scripture often talks much about that we will go through this. In, P, in First Peter, He says, "Think it not strange concerning the fiery trials which are to try you." as some strange thing happened unto you? This is part of what He said will happen. You know, the battles and trials of life are part of life. And then Satan dumps it on as Christians, and but. but. But he says, listen, even though you're going to go through this, I am faithful to be there through you. God's never promised to eliminate these things. He's just promised to be there with us in the midst of them for us to never to be alone he will be there he will help us and he will give us the grace to endure whatever it is that he has allowed us to come into our life so he makes this shall we say proclamation this statement of fact but then we move on to how he to an extent he proves it let me let me explain how we can how the trust i can have from this in verse 2 he says for i have said mercy shall be built up forever thy faithfulness thou shalt shall thou establish in the very heavens I have made a covenant with my chosen, I have sworn unto David in my heart. So he says, Thy faithfulness shalt thou establish in the very heavens, so again, the promise. And I made a covenant with my chosen. So he starts talking a little bit about the fact that throughout years, through many generations, back and forth, and even now, there's this promise they can hold on to in the heavens, and it's a guarantee, it's just a guarantee. And so he, he talks about this is something we have done. I can, you can look back on the past and and you can look, you know, we can look back on the past and we can see some of the battles and trials that Israel went through, that the early church went through, that the current church is going through. And we can see those things, but we can see God's faithfulness. Now, sometimes what God does is He says, listen, I'm going to put you through the trial. I'm going to try you like He did Job. Job said, when I am tried, I shall come forth as gold. You notice that Job said, when I am tried, He said, this is going to happen. But yet, if you read the beginning of Job, Dave, excuse me. God bragged on Job to Satan. He says, have you seen my servant Job, a man who fears God and, and eschews or stays away from evil? Now, I want you to consider this. This is a guy that God bragged on that later recognized that God was going to try him. So it's not like God only tries those who aren't perfect. It's, it's literally, David said, I, I, because of the, God is saying, because of the faithfulness of my servant Job, I will allow you to try him. So when we, when we run into trials, please please don't assume that's because you've done something wrong. Now understand, you know, God says God chastens whom he loves. And if you're involved in sin, it may be something God's trying to get your attention on. But it really, you're going to know that based upon God will make it clear to you which what's going on. I believe that. But in situations where you're growing in God and he puts trials, he says, I'm going to use these to purify you, to make you more like gold. And of course, gold is purified by applying heat and melting it down and letting the dross come up so they can skim it off. And it's just, it's pressure, heat. And so when things get hot, we realize God is attempting to develop you. But his faithful promise, what we've seen throughout years, he's never failed, he's never lied. I like what he says in verse 4, Thy seed will I establish forever, and build up thy throne into all generations. And so he says in verse 3, I've made a covenant with my chosen, I've sworn unto David my servant. Of course, he's talking about what we call the Davidic covenant. And what he's talking about is he's made a promise that, well, he made two promises in this verse. A covenant with my chosen Israel, that he, this is his chosen people, and David, the king, that God will come, that God will send the Messiah through Israel, the line, lineage of David. He, you know, David will be on the throne. He'll be there. And that God's son, Jesus, the Messiah, will come through the line of David, which we know ended up happening. That Joseph uh who married mary after you know mary mary was um was of the lineage of david and we can see it's so many things we can spend a lot of time talking about the lineage and the and just we can see much about god and who he is by just looking at the lineage from david to to joseph but we can see his promise he made a promise and he fulfilled that promise and that's one of the things we look at is this constant continued promise He the i seed will i establish forever and build up thy throne to all generations selah he said, I'm going to promise this faithfulness. I'm going to keep with it. Let me, let me encourage you that you can look back. Now you say, you know, there's a lot of battle over in the Middle East with Israel. We know there is and we understand that. Ultimately, the full, fulfilled, complete, you know, fulfilled promises of God, uh, of what he's going to do in bringing Israel back completely are still ahead of us. One day he will sit on the throne of David in, 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 this, in that part of the world and he will rule from that world in the millennial reign. It's all still ahead of us. It's all still future. It's all still prophecy for us. We know it's going to happen. We're still waiting for it to happen. But let me tell you, in all of that, what we can trust on, hold on to, is his faithfulness. The promise is that God will never leave us nor forsake us. He is, she's in control. He knows what's going on. And as we've said many, many times, as he's, Solomon said, David's son Solomon said in the book of, in the book of Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understandings. Don't try to figure everything out based upon how you view things. It's really easy to do. As a matter of fact, in my experience, it's one of the hardest. We don't, We realize that we will trust God based upon our own understanding. We're not trusting God with all our heart. We've got a little bit of ourselves we trust, and then we're gonna see what God does with it. And frankly, one of the hardest things to do is set aside our view and our opinion of, what's going, of what we think and just trust God. It's one of the hardest things we'll do. It's full surrender. But if we do that, we can begin to see, then we can step out in faith. Then we can see what God will do. And So may that be what you'll do. May that be how you allow God to work in your life and uh, teach and give you strength. And may you find strength and comfort in Him. Thanks for joining us today on this Friday edition. I hope you'll join us Sunday. I will be here, I'll be honest with you, uh, between two Sundays out with COVID uh, quarantine and then being down to take my daughter to college last week. And I feel like I haven't been in our church in a while. And uh, so Sunday we'll be here looking forward to a great day of worship Uh, Our morning service is at 10, evening service at 5. Hope you join us for both as we uh, look. Actually, we're going to look at a section of Psalm Sunday and Sunday night back in the book of Revelation. So hope you join us as we take time to study your word. And we just look forward to a great time of worship together. We love you. Thanks for joining us. Look forward to seeing you again next week.